Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I am here with my good friend, Lauren Jackson. And Lauren is uh, a good friend to us because we've been working with her this past year. She's been on some advisory committees and actually helping us develop a new resource. Uh, which stay tuned to hear more about that in the near future. Um, but this is one of the first times that you've been on the podcast and we're so excited to have you. So welcome. Thanks, Gina. It's going to be a blast and I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, let's uh, hear more about you. Tell our listeners about uh, who you are, about your family and your background and, and what you're doing now. Yeah. So my husband and I have two small children, and they are one and four, and so we are in the middle of just toddler and preschool world, and so we live outside of Denver, Colorado, um, and thoroughly enjoy the mountains, um, and I really grew up in the church world and have been in the kid, kids ministry world for over a decade. I like to say I've been in the kids ministry world since I was a kid, because I don't think I ever really left. Um, but in a staff and, um, working capacity and vocational ministry, I've been, um, in that world a little over a decade and I've been on staff at a handful of churches, um, big, small, multi-site church plant, mega church. I feel like I've gotten to experience, um, just the whole world and all that is, um, different church environments. And so now my mm -hmm. husband serves on staff and in a parachurch ministry, and we um, just get to serve and be volunteers. So it's fun. Which it's awesome. You learn a lot on that side as well. And I love how you are continuing to use your experience in, um, in something that you've developed called Kids Ministry Circle. So tell us a little bit about that too. Yeah, so Kids Ministry Circle was kind of born out of um, me leaving my full-time vocational ministry job. And um, like I said, my husband was taking a full-time ministry job here in Colorado. And I just had the capacity and the desire and the willingness to uh, just come alongside other kids ministry leaders and help them and resource them and um, just do what I can to help them succeed in their job, but also keep their sanity. And so I created Kids Ministry Circle, which is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. So I run seasonal cohorts that um, really any kids ministry leader can be a part of. It's completely free. And we have a rhythm of meeting via Zoom and sharing ideas and um, just kind of collaborating and encouraging one another. And it's a really sweet time. I've thoroughly enjoyed meeting kids ministry leaders and hearing about all the incredible things that they're doing from all over the United States. That is so awesome. Um, I I wish I could be a part of that and just get to learn and listen as well. Maybe I maybe I'll join you at some point. Um, hey, we'd that be, would be happy to have you. Yes, yes. Well, okay. As this podcast is airing, we're in the throes, some of us, of back to school. So yep. I just took my two high school boys to their first day of school today, this morning. And so I, I got to tell you, I drove out of that parking parking lot, turned up my radio, opened my sunroof <laughs> and said, woohoo, because there is something about I was not crying. So I know a lot of our young moms and Lauren, you haven't experienced kindergarten yet, have yes, you? Yes, no, we haven't. Okay, but preschool preschool drop off happens in a couple weeks, and so okay. I'm sure there will be just a few, not very many, but maybe a few tears. 
Okay. I, and I, and I was the same way. So I totally get that. Although there were some uh, preschool years where, man, I needed that break so much Yep. to run my errands without, you know, worrying about crying and. Oh yeah. Snacks. Make sure you have and, enough snacks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I know you are in the thick of that. And when yep. you do get to kindergarten, you definitely will cry. Oh, um, for sure. But, but when they get older, you will be celebrating. So yeah. now I will say uh, I'm about to send my daughter back to college. So we still have uh, back to school with her in two weeks. And that does make me cry. So you, you kind oh, of relive absolutely. the whole thing <laughs> again yep. with that. So but anyway, so it is back to school time uh, for some of us earlier than others. But regardless, we know that the church calendar follows the school calendar. Mm -hmm. especially if you are in kids ministry. So um, you like to talk about how important it is to set goals for the new school year through the lens of children's ministry. So tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about uh, your inspiration behind that. Yeah. So I think goal setting is so important. Like, I feel like I can't say that enough of like, when you are in kids ministry, Sunday happens every seven days, right? And so your main focus is Sunday morning programming. And that can, you can just get in that cycle of Sunday's coming, Sunday's coming, and you forget to pick your head up and look at what's coming two months, three months, six months down the line. And you get to a holiday like Christmas and you're like, oh no, I need to plan an event for my families for Christmas or Advent or something. And then you're scrambling and you're doing Mm -hmm. things last minute. And that puts a huge damper on your own family's experience of Christmas and the Advent Mm -hmm. season. And the same thing goes for Easter. And if you are, if you are just coming off of the VBS season, which many of us are. Yeah. Now's the time to even start thinking about next year's VBS and how you can plan for that. And I think goal setting comes into play really heavily so that it can set you up for success and so that you can thoroughly enjoy these big, high traffic seasons in the church calendar. Um, And so that's just one way I love goal planning. But also, I think it's really crucial when it comes to creating unity amongst your staff. And Mm -hmm. When everyone's working together with for a common goal, that just makes the goal succeed so much better. And so if you mm-hmm. can bring in your student team, bring in your community team or your hospitality team or bring in whatever is happening on the preaching calendar, what a sweet way to work together as a team to serve mm-hmm. your community the best way. And the only way you're going to do that is if you sit down and set goals for this next year, or even maybe set goals for just the fall. And then you can Mm -hmm. revisit this and set goals for the spring. So I love goal setting. I set goals in my personal life. I always set goals when I was working on a church staff. Um, And I had some great bosses who really helped me set goals and really pushed me to set goals. So I'm a big fan. Well, let me let me stop you there and talk about the dynamic of being able to lead from our seat as children's ministers, because we talk a lot about that feeling of not having a voice at the leadership table. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity 
for us to lead what I say up and out. So up to, you know, your, your management, your boss, your pastors, um, and then out to your colleagues who are also, uh, scrambling for that church calendar. Everyone's fighting for the church calendar. Um, Mm -hmm. And let's face it, fighting for a little bit of budget too. So if (laughs) we can, if we can come with these goals, with some of that in mind, that's a way for us to cast vision around what our children need, what our families need, and therefore prioritize that and get ahead of some of those other ministries who are inevitably going to take up calendar space and budget space and those kinds of things. It's a way to yep. to bring everyone in, to the table and be able to lead a little bit. Exactly. And I think it just further, I think it serves your staff, especially when you think about the like operations team who is required to be at a lot of big events. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I'm married to a production director. And when they have the calendar in advance of like, hey, you need to be at this Christmas worship night or this family, like family Christmas event or Easter choir practice or whatever, when you can, Mm -hmm. when you can give out the calendar and tell people what's coming up, my goodness, that serves your staff and your team so well, because you're valuing their time and you're honoring them. And when we talk about Sabbath and rest, like you are honoring their Sabbath and their rest time so well. And I just think it, I just think it helps so much when you can say to your fellow staff members of like, hey, here's what I have planned for the fall. Maybe that is something that can collaborate with a women's ministry event or something along the sorts where you can be one big team serving your community together. I love that. And I love how you're describing it as an almost like an act of service uh, to your colleagues. And totally. that's going to make for such a better working relationship and really help you make strides together in ministry. So I love that. Yeah. I'm also hearing that this is an act of service, of, of service really to your family, your own personal life, because we know that when we're scrambling last minute to, to do things at work, inevitably, that is going to affect our our families and um, using, let's say, I'm thinking about my own experience. I remember I relied heavily on my parents for for babysitting and childcare during some yep. of these key events. And if I forgot to bring them in on some of those uh, calendar conversations, or if I uh, hadn't set those goals and, and brought them into it, it was kind of, it brought tension to our family as well. Or maybe my mom was expecting to have Easter dinner at her house and I hadn't communicated with her. You know what? We're doing this huge thing in, you know, the downtown convention center. And turns out I'm going to need you and dad and all of our family to actually serve in preschool. <laughs> and exactly. we're not going to have any kind of Easter celebration on actual yeah. Easter. So anyway, yeah. those kinds of things it is an act of service to your own personal family as well. Totally. Um, so another reason to set good goals. What else? What else can we learn about goal setting? I think it brings a lot of clarity to what you need to do, Right. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of incredible resources out there and there's a lot of incredible events. So you think about VBS, there's 
I feel like a lot of churches are doing a sports camp these days. Mm-hmm. You think about a Christmas production and mm-hmm. a Christmas event and Christmas mm-hmm. Eve and all of these things. There's so many great things to choose from in the kids ministry world right now. But when you set goals, it really helps you narrow down of, hey, what are my priorities? What are some things that I really need to focus on? Because you can't do everything in one year. Right. You can't recruit and train volunteers and invest in parents and do, you just can't, you can't do all of that in one season. You'll burn yourself out and you'll burn your volunteers out. Because one thing I heard you skip from from summer to Christmas and a lot of, you know, a lot of our churches do fall fests and trunker treats and they, and there's a big emphasis on that as well. And what I'm hearing you say is there might be some choices there of Mm -hmm. what, what really aligns with the mission of the church. And it very well might be fall fest and trunker treat as for our church. We know that that is an opportunity to serve our communities that Mm -hmm. maybe don't go to our church, but will come you know, take their kids, put them in costumes and do a fun fall fest. Um, But your community might be different and they might respond better to different kinds of events. So what I'm hearing you say is don't try to do all of the things, but prioritize them to align with your mission. Yeah, for sure. And when you set goals, you can look at it at a big scope and say, hey, is this actually realistic? And that's the hard thing for some people is you have to kind of put this realistic hat on and not have this super ambitious hat on. You kind of have to think practical and say, hey, what does my week to week look like? And even when we get into the weeds and you say, hey, how much time is this going to take? Is this going to take 20 hours a week? Well, Mm -hmm. I don't have that kind of time. And so you have to think about the practicality of your goals and how really they are going to flow into your normal work rhythms and if they're going to fit and how you can either move things and say yes to things and say no to things um, to really make some strides to improve your ministry. I love that. And so we can, we can serve our uh, colleagues better. We can serve our families better. We can be on mission better through goal setting. Um, tell us just how in general is this an act of honoring the Lord in our goal setting? Totally. I think goal setting is good stewardship. When we think about stewardship of our time, but also stewardship of our resources and Um, I think this comes into play when we talk about budget and finances. And we all know that as you get into the Christmas season, things get more expensive. Mm -hmm. And when you're waiting last minute to book food trucks or find performers or do all of this stuff, that can be expensive. But when you plan further ahead, you can say, oh, we're going to use, say, let's take the fall, for example. You can say, oh, let's buy a bunch of candy Mm -hmm. and use it for our fall fest and then use it again for another event. Like you can think strategically about how you're spending your money. And that's really good stewardship of what God has given you and also just stewardship of your space. Right. When you think about your own physical building, maybe you have a big, nice building that you can utilize for your community. Or maybe you're a set up in Teardown Church and you don't have a building, um, but also just stewarding your um, space. And then I think the last thing would be um, 
when you set goals, it's important to think about the past and think about the past year, right? Because you can't figure out what you need for this next season without thinking about the past season and just this practice of stopping to remember and then celebrate. And we see this a lot in the Old Testament with the Israelites and how when things would happen, they would physically stop and they would remember what God had done and they would celebrate him and they would praise him and thank him for his faithfulness and just his provision. And I think that's really forgotten a lot of times in the ministry Mm -hmm. world because there's the shuffle there's Sunday to Sunday there's a lot going on you're moving from one big event to another and it's so important to stop and remember what God had had done in the past and remember his faithfulness and celebrate that and take that into this next season um, so that you remind your own self of like, hey, I serve a God who is good and gracious and faithful, and he will continue to provide as we move forward in this next season. I love that as a big why for goal setting. Um, You talk about, you've created a tool, by the way, that I want to tell our listeners about at the end um, that actually helps you walk through some of these things. And one thing I'm looking at um, is you develop or you call out five different areas of ministry to really think through. It says safety, volunteers, discipleship, parents, and environment. So how, how do we assess those things to help us in our goal setting? Yeah, I think those five things are pretty core to all kids ministries. Um, And so I think it's just taking your time to look through each one. And I think for a lot of kids ministry leaders, the kids ministry world can feel very big. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of pieces. There's a lot of plates spinning. And so I like to think of it in those five categories, uh, because typically you can find a strength and weakness in each one. So take volunteers, for example. Maybe you worked really hard this past year and recruited a ton of volunteers. That's really great. That's something to celebrate. But now you want to train them and you want to make sure your retention rate of your volunteers is high. And so maybe that is a area of focus moving into this next season or your environment, or maybe you need to, um, and when it comes to safety and your environment, maybe you worked really hard to get a new check-in system up and running, but maybe your next step is to be, is to improve your large group technology. And maybe you need a new TV or a new soundboard or all of those things. Um, There's pretty, it's pretty common to see a strength and a weakness in each of those categories. Absolutely. Now, everything that we've talked about so far is really about the encouragement to, hey, kids minister, you need to set some goals. You need to be, you need to do it early and you need to do it in a well thought through way for all of these awesome reasons. Mm -hmm. But there's some of us um, who are really good at goal setting. So good that if those goals don't happen, we get really, really frustrated. And so tell us about how to be really good stewards of planning and goal setting, but also to Hold, hold things with loose hands. We know that yeah. in, in ministry, you just have to learn to do that. Why is that important? Yeah. I think it's so important. And for those of us who are in ministry throughout the COVID season, you know what it feels mm-hmm. like to pivot and completely alter your ministry. And I think that is just a lesson that we all learned of like, hey, at any point, we need to really be flexible enough to shift. 
and to pivot and to move a different direction if need be. Um, that doesn't mean to not set goals, uh, but it just means to not strive for perfection. And actually, a really great resource to talk about this is John Acuff's book, Finish, yeah. is a super great resource when it talks about fit, like being able to finish a goal and how maybe it's not holding perfection so tightly. Um, I know for me, one of my goals for this year, for the year of 2022, was to read the Bible in a year. And if you also have young children, you know that they get up super early <laughs> and getting, getting and sitting and reading the scriptures every day doesn't always happen. But I think past me, and sometimes I get this mentality of like, shoot, I missed a day. I'm going to not do it anymore. Yeah. And I've really been trying to go against that perfection mentality and say, mm -hmm. no, I am still going to pick up where I left off and keep going. And I think that's a really important lesson to learn of say, hey, maybe you had this goal to do a big fall training for your volunteers and something happened and you needed mm -hmm. to shift and move and do something differently. That's okay. You mm -hmm. can still train your volunteers. It just may look different. And maybe yeah. you find out in December and January that your budget gets cut in half. Well, yep. that happens sometimes yes. and it's okay to shift and pivot and try new things. And so I think it's just important to trust your planning, but also trust that God's plans are bigger and they're better. And so to continue to walk in the spirit and walk with Jesus and continue to listen to him as your guide and just, re just remind yourself that the way that God is working, we may not always see. And so to trust, ultimately trust in who he is and how he will continue to provide um, for you and for your ministry. That's awesome. Uh, thanks so much for sharing those things. I want our listeners to know about Kids Ministry Circle and tools like these that you have created where they can uh, download them for free. Yes. So if you would like to know more about Kids Ministry Circle, we do a lot of stuff over on Instagram, which is at Kids Ministry Circle. You can also head to our website, which is kidsministrycircle.com. And if you would like to find this goal setting resource, you can head over to kidsministrycircle.com slash resources. And it's completely free. Um, and I can't wait to see how you guys utilize it for your ministry. Yeah, I think you'll love it. I'm looking at it now and it has it has a little chart where you can uh, chart your goals, actions, time commitment, who's on my team and the end goal, as well as just the breakdown of some of the things that we've talked about on this podcast. So do that, listeners. I think you will like having that in your toolkit uh, as you are goal setting for uh, in the new school year. Maybe you're listening to this during the new school year, which a lot of times the church calendar resets during that time. Or you might be uh, a January goal uh, goal setter, and uh, we'll probably play this again for for that group too, because we know that a lot of goal setting happens then too. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, thank you for your wisdom and how you use your experience from all different kinds of churches and working with kids ministers across the country um, and and helping us understand those things. So, uh, while you come back. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Awesome. Okay. 
Well, uh, listeners, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I can't let you go, though, without telling you about the Etch Conference, which is coming this October uh, in Nashville, downtown Nashville, at the Music City Center. Uh, you can find out how to register at etchconference.com. Find out who our speaker lineup is and our breakout presenters. And more than anything, come for the community and you will not regret it. Hope to see you there. And thank you so much for joining us on the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.